This episode of Internet Today is brought to you by Purple. Have you seen what the hell is going on down in Texas and, of course, the neighboring states right now? Because it's it's insane, and it's already become a full-blown crisis where millions of people are without power during one of the worst winter storms that that state has ever seen. Everything really is bigger in Texas. <laughs> Even the problems. Yeah. Uh, people are hunkering down in their homes without heat and just trying to survive as the power grid in the state struggles to even stay in operation through rolling blackouts or just a complete lack of power and heat for days in some cases. It's not good. And no. right now it's being reported that nearly three quarters of the lower 48 states here in America are covered in snow. And that extends all the way down to South Texas, which is why you're seeing some shocking, surreal photos and videos out of that area, including images of local beaches in Texas completely covered in snow, as well as the news of this storm dominating your social and news feeds. Yeah, if you see, uh, you brought up the icicles hanging from indoor fans. Yeah, it's uh, like the amount of just, aside from the the effect on human life. Yes. The amount of property damage this is causing just from like uh, structural damage to buildings because of all like the ice and the melting ice is crazy. But yeah, there's a ton of pictures of people's indoor fans with just icicles hanging and on them. The houses are not built for cold. They're built for heat. So it's yeah. very hard for them to stay uh, warm in these houses, especially when there's no heating source and people have already died trying to keep their houses warm through yeah. uh, ovens being on and cars running and all kinds of very bad ideas. Yeah. Uh, I saw... Uh, it's not it, built for any of this. No. There was a video that I saw on Twitter going around uh, of someone's fish tank that was just completely frozen with the fish obviously still inside. So it's hopefully... Like an itchy and scratchy like, thing. <laughs> hopefully it's the fish wake up when it thaws. Yeah, I don't know how that works, but I uh, hope for the best for that. Yeah. But yeah, many people are justifiably wondering how the electrical grid in Texas was so ill-prepared for a winter storm like this one, especially when these types of storms aren't out of the ordinary in other parts of the country. I live in the North and this never happened to me. <laughs> what could the differences be? Yeah, it's a bit unfair to point and laugh at Texas for not being entirely prepared for weather like this because historically it's never been this sudden and severe. No. And having a bunch of people puffing their chests and talking about uh, what Texas is experiencing right now. Oh, just that's cute. Par for the course, yeah. Like even our joke constantly is, Oh, you think that's cold? Why don't you come to Winter Winnipeg? Yeah, up here in Winnipeg, we walk to school wearing shorts and a t-shirt and weather twice as bad as what you got there in Texas. It sounds like you better buck up, Bucko. No, literally in states like that, they have either underground passageways or above ground sealed passageways that people use to get to different buildings. And that's they how... build houses with better insulation mm -hmm. required by law. There's a lot of things. But look, there are very real problems with how Texas runs its energy systems that has resulted in these winter storms being far more catastrophic to the citizens there than they ever needed to be. And yeah, <laughs> It should go without saying that there are no shortage of reps uh, in politics that have consistently mocked the heat and fire related blackouts in California. Dan Crenshaw, <laughs> Ted Cruz. Who are now dealing with the same issues right now, albeit on the other end of, th of the yeah, thermometer. Yeah, I, uh, I saw, saw a lot of great screenshots of uh, over the summer when L.A. had like 120 degrees Fahrenheit heat waves. And uh, when that happens, it puts a strain on our power grid. So it was uh, Mayor Garcetti, who sucks, but he was right when he said, hey, Turn your, turn your stuff off. Well, in addition, and then to that, Dan Crenshaw's like, "This is what it's like to live under socialist Democrat leadership." And in addition to that, uh, surges in power can result in uh, you know things going wrong with uh, the power grid in different ways, which can cause fires here and then are spread because of our dry climate. It's a bad situation all around. We just don't need to hear it from Ted Cruz and Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, yeah. 
yeah, so yeah, Ted Cruz tweeted last year, California is now unable to perform even basic functions of civilization, like having reliable electricity. Biden, Harris, and AOC want to make California's failed energy policy the standard nationwide. Hope you don't like air conditioning. Uh, and then less than a month later, Texas Congressman uh, Dan Crenshaw took a jab at California as well, saying, This is what happens when the Democrats are left in charge. Why California's liberal climate policies are causing electricity blackouts. And also, Alexa, show me what happens when you let Democrats control energy policy. Fuck you, Dan Crenshaw. Yeah, he's been doing uh, not so much backtracking today on Twitter, but like just giving excuses as to how it's different. I'm sorry. Yeah, <laughs> But then you have Lauren Boebert, the woman who carries her gun at the Capitol. A name that sounds made up. Yeah, and gave everyone in her restaurant diarrhea, allegedly. It's and true. was one of the more prominent voices encouraging the events uh, that transpired on January 6th, allegedly. Uh, now, despite very clearly not living in Texas, she shoved her way in and placed the blame on renewable energy sources like wind turbines, which, uh, by the way, she calls windmills, saying, you know how you unfreeze frozen windmills? By sending up a helicopter that shoots out chemicals onto the blades, you need fuel for the helicopter. Keep that in mind when thinking how green windmills are. Now, obviously that sets aside the fact that even if they had to send helicopters up to de-ice these turbines during bad winter storms, the amount of energy produced overall compared to the gas used on those helicopters to de-ice the things, it's just an outrageous comparison. And also just add in the fact that most modern wind turbines have the ability to de-ice themselves yeah. since they exist in areas with extreme winter climates. This argument is still stupid, though, because oil refineries and natural gas facilities have, surprise, also shut down during this storm. So, I mean, sorry to get sidetracked with all of that, but it's just aggravating on top of everything else. This is just Lauren Boebert being annoyed that Marjorie Taylor Greene has overtaken her profile as uh, the uh, craziest QAnon Republican. I, look, wouldn't it be great to see them two go at it? No, I'm the craziest one. No, me. Yeah, and then they kiss. <laughs> But back to why everything failed in Texas and why on Tuesday of this week, over 4 million residents were without power. Uh, well, one of the reasons is due to the state's energy isolation. If you look at a map of the power grid system in the United States of America, you'll see that it's split up into three main parts, the Eastern Western interconnections, and then the Texas interconnections. <laughs> hmm. So basically Texas is on its own. It's an island that is mainly disconnected from everyone else when it comes to the power grid, which keeps them out of reach of the Federal Power Commission and away from all that pesky government interference. Yes, it's a, it's a striking map because Texas is just alone on this map. I mean, Texas is geographically very fucking isolated. Yeah. Um, like even within Texas itself, the population centers are in this like pretty narrow strip and mm -hmm. the rest of the state is desolate. So but yeah, it kind of like, makes sense. If other states needed to pull from a power grid, they... There is that option. Texas yeah. is closed off. Um, but to get the full scope of what's happening and why, we reached out to Texas Public Radio's environmental issues reporter, Dominic Anthony Walsh, with a few questions. Uh, so here's my uh, little question question back and forth with uh, Dominic, who helps us to understand exactly what's going on. Yeah, thanks for having me. Happy to be here. Um, so why in particular is this storm so bad? And, and why is it having such a detrimental effect on the power grid in Texas? Yeah, so Texas is generally more prepared for extreme heat events. You know, it makes sense given where we are further south. When it comes to extreme winter events, you know, back I think in 2011, we had some, some issues with our power grid, um, a few rolling blackouts, but nothing on the scale of what we're seeing now. And it, it basically, it just gets down to a problem of preparation. A lot of these power plants are not 
prepared for these types of extreme weather events during the winter. And so what we saw was Sunday night, um, ERCOT, which is the operator of the state grid, because um, we have our own electric grid here in Texas. Yeah, well, and we'll get to that uh, in a that second. Operators, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but basically that, that operator said uh, on Sunday night, we saw a record level of demand for winter. At the same time, some of these icy conditions and you know very cold weather conditions started to knock a lot of the power generators offline. So you had increased demand from customers who wanted to heat their homes during a very unusual cold snap in Texas. At the same time, the supply was going down and that's what triggered these, what they call rolling blackouts. But at this point, it's not really rolling. It's persistent for a lot of people. There are millions of Texans right now who have been without power for a very long time. Yeah, and obviously it's not a good place to be when you're without power in an extreme cold weather situation. A lot of people are that I've seen online, even friends of mine who have been without power for over 24 hours now are saying that inside their homes, it's down to 20 degrees, 15 degrees. Um, so obviously, yeah, they're not, they're not, they're not made for winter. They're like, like the, the home I'm in right now, we, there's a lot of towels and blankets and some extra stuff added to the windows. Mm -hmm. it, it's, it's, it, Texas homes are designed to shed heat during the summer. Yeah. Um, so that's what it does during the winter too. It sheds heat. Uh, so going back to, uh, the Texas power grid. So just talk a bit about how the Texas power grid operates and what it means to be essentially isolated from the rest of the country. Like the, today was the first day I looked at a map of the power grids in the United States. And it's like, oh, you can clearly see that Texas is its own thing down there. So so explain why that is and how it operates. Yeah, it's, it's a crazy image to see. So, you know, the rest of the country, you have the kind of Western grid for states, you know, on, on the West, you got the Eastern grid, and then you have the Texas grid. The kind of reasoning for that was, uh, you know, state officials wanted to escape federal regulations. They wanted to basically kind of let the market regulate itself is how they might put it. Um, and so, you know, there are some connections, I think like one or two to the Eastern grid, I believe. And then there is a connection to Mexico. So at, at some point over the weekend or late last week, we actually did import some power from Mexico. But the, the fundamental issue is basically if you are connected to the rest of the country in the grid in that way, and you do have kind of interstate connections going on, um, on a very frequent kind of heavy basis, you get more regulations. Um, in Texas, you know, there's, a, there's an ongoing debate about regulation, whether regulations are good or bad. Um, and that's why we have the grid that we do. Um, basically just that we don't want the state government doesn't want federal federal regulations and um, that lack of regulation, you know, contributed to what's going on today. It was interesting. Um, just like quick, quick side note. I was just, I was just listening to a press conference with the uh, ERCOT, again, the operator of the state grid. Yeah. And one of the officials made the point uh, in response to a question, a reporter asked, you know, you have these weatherization guidelines for power plants. Are they enforceable? The response was, well, you know, there is a penalty if you shut down during a scarcity event. And when he started to go into detail, it became apparent that what he meant was <laughs> the ERCOT doesn't find them, the state doesn't find them, the plants aren't able to take advantage of how high the prices go for power yeah. um, if they aren't able to supply power. So basically, the only really real penalty for failing to weatherize, according to ERCOT, is when there's a scarcity event like the one we're in, you can't, if your, if your plant's not on, 
there's really no other regulation. So all that's to say um, that that's kind of why uh, Texas is the way it is, has its own grid, um, wants to escape regulation and let the market kind of regulate itself. Yeah, uh, and we've we've obviously seen like some finger pointing online at specifically renewable energy resources, uh, things like wind turbines, uh, frozen wind turbines, specifically in Texas right now. Uh, is there any truth to that? And and how do the renewable energy sources compare to like fossil fuels specifically with regards to what's happening right now? Yeah, so I mean, there are some frozen wind turbines. There's some solar panels that have been impacted, um, for sure. Like every power source has been impacted by this event. But going back to ERCOT, you know, they have kind of what a forecast of what they expect to get from these various different sources. Throughout this event for the past few days, renewable energy is performing, you know, relatively close, near, at, or even sometimes above what is expected of renewable energies by ERCOT. So, you know, sure, there are some frozen wind generators. It would be great to have those online. But by and large, renewable energy has been pretty solid throughout um, this event. And then you kind of turn your attention over to the thermal genera generation plants, you know, coal powered plants, uh, gas powered plants. That's where the real issues are. At that press conference earlier, Urquhart mentioned that, um, that that's where the bulk of uh, the current shortage is, is in fossil fuel plants that have been knocked offline. So mm -hmm. yeah, it's, it's not an accurate argument. I've seen it made. Um, widely that you know there are frozen wind turbines and that's the reason we're in the state we are no all of the power grid has been impacted fossil fuels have been impacted the most and we've also had record demand those things coupled together is what led to the current situation and so what would it take to or what's it going to take to bring things back online and when do you think people can expect to be back to normal uh in the state of texas yeah so <laughs> That's been a question we've been trying to get a straight answer to. Mm -hmm. um, the messaging from, you know, ERCOT and a lot of the utilities is hang tight, we're working on it. Um, you know, ERCOT mentioned today, they've brought, you know, a few thousand megawatts back online. Um, it, it's still far, far short of where the demand is. You know, demand is, is still way, way higher than what's available in terms of generation right now. And so the answer tends to be, wait till it gets warmer. <laughs> and yeah. so for a lot of Texas, that's going to be, you know, the next couple of days, depending on where you are, even into the weekend before a lot of these things be, are resolved. And in addition to the intentional blackouts um, related to the supply demand issues, there's also storm related blackouts. There's infrastructure that's gone down, that's gone offline. That's going to take time to repair. There's no, there's no real clear answer right now on when everything's going to back to normal. The expectation is by the weekend at the latest, hopefully, fingers crossed. Yeah. Okay. Um, and then uh, what is it going to take to prevent another event like this from happening in the future? I mean, is there any simple answer or is it something that's going to have to be looked at <laughs> as a result of this uh, winter storm? Well, you, for sure, a lot of people are going to be looking for answers to that exact question. Mm -hmm. um, Governor Greg Abbott today declared that this should be an emergency item for the state legislator, which is in session right now, um, in terms of reviewing, investigating what happened and reforming the state grid to make sure it doesn't happen again. Federal investigators have also signaled that they are going to be looking into uh, what caused this situation and also coming up with solutions on how to prevent it. Um, the experts you talk to will tell you it's relatively simple. Weatherize the plants, 
plan for these extreme events, um, the message has been from, from the experts that I've spoken with is that these extreme weather events are going to become more and more common as the climate continues to change. Texas um, tends to be a bit reluctant when it comes to acknowledging that reality. You know, two years ago during the last state legislative session, uh, you know, the Republican controlled um, legislator didn't hold a single hearing on these issues, on, on, on any bill related to climate change. So, you know, we'll see what happens this time around. It, it might be framed more as just, we had an extreme weather event, let's prepare for the next one. So, you know, in terms of weatherizing plants, increasing battery capacity so that you can have more storage when you do have reserves. There's a lot of different things that, you know, can be done. Um, but the kind of broader thing that this has sh shown a line on is infrastructure is vulnerable to these extreme weather events that are going to be more common with climate change. It's not just the electric grid, there's a lot of infrastructure vulnerable. So, you know, it'll be kind of an open question as to whether that gets addressed at the state level or the federal level. There's a lot of things that can change. Um, and, you know, time will tell. There's only a couple months left, at least at the state level for the legislative session before it goes into recess for two years. So we'll see what changes they make, if any. Right. And in the meantime, uh, anyone that maybe has power briefly as it comes back on or is watching this on a phone uh, that still has battery, uh, what should people that are affected be doing right now to be as safe as possible? Yeah, so ERCOT and a lot of the public utilities are asking people to conserve energy. I know a lot of people expressed frustration last night when they saw you know, the downtown skyline in San Antonio and other cities around Texas that were still lit up. But, you know, <laughs> that's, that's the request is that people try to conserve power, turn their thermostats down or off, unplug unnecessary appliances. Um, and yeah, try to stay warm, I guess, well, wear multiple layers of clothing. What do you think um, the reason is? Is there, is there a, a, a good enough reason that certain parts of cities are lit up while others are not? Yeah, so in San Antonio, at least, um, you know, kind of setting aside downtown for a moment and looking at the city more broadly, at least a third of customers of our utility in San Antonio live on the same circuit as what's been termed a critical service, whether it's a hospital or a fire oh, okay. station. If you live on that same circuit, you don't go offline. That's the case in the place I'm at right now, we think, because yeah. the power hasn't gone off at all. Um, but in terms of downtown, you know, some of it could be circuit related. Um, it, it's difficult to know. There's been a lot of questions asked about that. Mm -hmm. um, right now, city management in San Antonio is responding to some of those concerns where they can. They turned off the lights at the Alamo Dome, the big football stadium. Yeah. I think they tried to get it at the um, so they have Tower to go of through Americas. And but yeah. if, it's on a, if it's on a grid, you can't like, you know, if a house is on a grid, you would have to specifically go do it one by one. Like the, the stadium has to get shut off separately if it's on the same grid as something else. So it's not as easy as just turning certain things off and on. Right, right. Yeah, yeah okay. so it, I mean, it's a, it's a matter of like, you know, companies, organizations, uh, if it's a city owned, you know, site, it's a, it's a matter of those individual entities kind of addressing it on their own. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, you know, I, over, I was on the east side of San Antonio in my apartment last night with the lights out and the power, you know, the power off, the water off. And I was looking downtown at a skyline that, you know, was kind of fully lit up. So. I understand how people are frustrated with that. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thanks for joining us and thanks for helping us understand everything that's going on. Uh, where can people find you? So if you want to get in touch with me, you can follow me at 
underscore Dominic Anthony. Mm-hmm. Um, that's on Twitter. I think that's also my handle on Instagram. Um, my work email is down right now, but <laughs> yeah. you, you know, yeah. you can try to get in touch with me at Dominic, just my first name at tpr.org. And then all of our reporting on these issues is available at tpr.org. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us and uh, uh, stay safe, safe as safe, safe as possible. Yeah, thanks so much for having me. All right, so we hope that helped everyone get a better understanding of uh, what the heck's going on in Texas right now. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, we honestly hope that everyone stays safe and warm out there. Yeah, uh, get put uh, towels onto the doors. Uh, literally stay in one room. Use your body heat. And if you're staying with anyone else, use yeah, your body I, heat I to stay warm. I saw a good thread of, like, uh, just very bleak tips on, like, like, move all your furniture to, like, the walls. Put all your dirty clothes on the floor. You basically just want to, like... You want to make an igloo of, yeah, of you and yeah, your family members. Pretty much. Yeah. But uh, before we move on, the fucking craziest thing I saw today was uh, the former mayor, like barely former, he resigned like last week, mm-hmm. the former mayor of uh, fucking uh, the city called Colorado City, Texas, mm-hmm. this guy Tim Boyd, he, uh, he posted something on Facebook to all of the snowflakes out there who are uh, wah, upset about uh, grandma freezing to death right now. This is what Tim Boyd wrote before quickly deleting it uh, because people didn't take it very Rightfully well. angry? Okay. Let me hurt some feelings while I have a minute. No one owes you or your family anything, nor is it the local government's responsibility to support you during trying times like this. Sink or swim, it's your choice. The city and county, along with power providers or any other service, owes you nothing. I'm sick and tired of people looking for a damn handout. If you don't have electricity, you step up and come up with a game plan to keep your family warm and safe. If you have no water, you deal without and think outside of the box to survive and supply water to your family. If you're sitting at home in the cold because you have no power and are sitting there waiting for someone to come rescue you because you're lazy, it's the direct result of your raising. Only the strong will survive and the weak will perish. Folks, God has given us the tools to support ourselves in times like this. This is sadly a product of a socialist government where they feed people to believe that the few will work and others will become dependent for handouts. Am I sorry that you have been dealing without electricity and water? Yes, but I'll be damned if I'm going to provide for anyone that is capable of doing it themselves. We have lost sight of those in need and those that take advantage of the system and mesh them into one group. Bottom line, quit crying and looking for a handout. Get off your ass and take care of your own family. Bottom line, don't be part of the problem. Be part of the solution. Thank you, Mr. Mayor. I mean, you got to hand it to him. If you're going to go full force like libertarian on it, you might as well like dig your heels into the ground and uh, commit to that, I the guess. The government that you pay taxes to and the power, Owes com- you nothing. the power company that you pay a monthly bill to, they don't know you shit. Stop yeah. whining. I also like the idea that like if you're a God-fearing, uh, you know, ultra-Christian throughout time, like you never died of any kind of preventable illness or weather condition or anything. Nope. And it's just like, no, like if God wants you to live, he'll, you'll live. Yeah. Just like those fish if that are frozen you... in the fish tank. If God chooses, he's got a lot on his plate right now. But if he gets to the fish and he's like, all right, let's let the fish live. Yeah. You know, they got kids. They need a, a pet. Or Jesus could turn it into thousands of fish. It could be. With they could be in that order of wine. But Anyways, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's wild. Uh, really, like if you're in Texas. Uh, We're thinking about you. Thinking about yeah. you. It's fucked up. And like a lot of our friends yeah. are posting uh, photos. Uh some fun, some not, depending on where you live. A yeah. lot of people uh, like, hey, my uh, the temperature inside of my uh, house right now is 10 degrees. There's no heat. It's it's bad. Oh, my God. Uh, retirement homes, uh, nursing homes are being evacuated. There's, like, reports of people having to go pick up their family members from 
uh, assisted care facilities because the power shut out there. Yeah, in it, the middle of a pandemic. It's it's well. really bad. Yeah. yeah. So um, uh, let let's move on now to something that's a little more upbeat. Starting yeah. with a a wonderful update to a story that we've been covering for the past week. But uh, first, let's do a quick second <laughs> to uh, thank today's sponsor, Purple. Uh, we're glad that they're back because we've been covering a bunch of pillow nonsense for weeks now. So it's good to be able to let you know where to get an actual good pillow yeah. or even a full-blown mattress yeah. since you might not want the ones you see on the TV. Yeah, so you throw a bunch of bedding on a bunch of different mattresses and, and sure, they look all pretty much the same. Rectangular. Uh, the same goes for pillows. But peel away the layers, look at what's inside, and you'll see that they aren't all created equal. And that's what makes every purple pillow and mattress unlike anything you've ever slept on. The purple grid sets the purple mattress apart from every other mattress. It's a patented comfort technology that instantly adapts to your body's natural shape and sleep style. With over 1,800 open-air channels designed to neutralize body heat, purple provides a cooling effect other mattresses can't replicate. And this cutting-edge technology doesn't stop with the mattresses. Every purple pillow is engineered with the grid for total head and neck support and absolute airflow, so you're always on the cool side of the pillow. Purple's proprietary technology has been innovating comfort for over 15 years, and uh, yeah, I love this damn pillow. My wife stole my purple pillow from me, and I haven't gotten it back yet. It's been oh, weeks. Well, I have to get another one. Yeah, happy Valentine's it's, Day, babe. It's too good. <laughs> yeah, mine, I, I, before I had this pillow, I was sleeping on like three shitty pillows, and, you know, not good for the neck. I, I'm, like, back to sleeping on literally just one pillow, the purple mm -hmm. pillow. It's all you need. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a lot more comfy than one pillow deserves to be. Mm -hmm. And during the summertime, no sweat on that neck. Yeah. The airflow is good. Uh, you yeah. can try uh, every purple product risk-free with free shipping and returns. And purple also has financing available as low as 0% APR for qualified customers. So experience the purple grid and you'll sleep like you never have before. Go to purple.com slash todaydaily10 and use our promo code todaydaily10. For a limited time, you'll get 10% off any order that's $200 or more. So go to purple.com slash todaydaily10, promo code todaydaily10 for 10% off any order of $200 or more. Terms do apply. Okay, now back with an update to that story that won't go away. <laughs> the Gorilla Glue hair saga. And uh, we know what you're saying. How the hell could there be any more news regarding this situation? A woman put Gorilla Glue spray on adhesive in her hair. It basically froze her hair to her scalp. She went to the ER. They couldn't help. She finally got it out thanks to the help of a plastic surgeon who did the work for free. And that was it, right? Well, uh, now, if you'll remember, during the whole ordeal, people were sending money to a GoFundMe to help offset the cost of Tessica's inevitable medical bills. Uh, and while she did go to the ER that one time, her problem was fixed by a doctor who removed it at no charge. Now, she could have kept that money and said, yeah, I've been through a miserable ordeal where a lot of people were, sure, concerned about my well-being, but plenty more were laughing at me. So why not just treat myself? Yeah. Buy myself something nice. But no, turns out Tessica has decided to donate the funds raised on her GoFundMe to charity. Quote, she plans to keep around $1,000 to cover her bills from an unsuccessful emergency room visit, as well as some for her flight to California, then donate the rest to Restore, Obang's foundation that helps get reconstructive surgery for people in need overseas. Obang being the, the plastic surgeon. Yes, who, that, uh, who helped her. Yeah, I saw it was, it might have been a, a video or a comment on the video or it was uh, on Twitter, but like, yeah, someone was saying like this doctor, like they'd met him before. Oh, he wow. does a lot of like work for the good of the uh, humankind. So there you go. She so took nice. the ER cost minus flights to and from California to get the procedure done. And the rest, uh, around $20,000 or so, is going to uh, the Restore Foundation, uh, which is going to help people with reconstructive surgery Good. needs. Good. That's, That's great. Nice. So there you go. As much of a nice ending to this whole saga as you could honestly hope for. Yeah. So yeah. that's great. 
At least it turned out better than that damn cat lawyer. I'm still torn up about that. And it sucks because I see people posting wholesome things about it. I'm like, no, he's and, not a and good I, guy. I, I, he's I can't, a bad person. I'm not going to be the one to tell him because you were the one to tell me and I felt bad. And so <laughs> I'm not going to rain on these people's parade, but it does make me upset every time I see like a new, like a, a, someone did a cross stitch of the cat lawyer or something. Man, can't have anything <sighs> anymore. And in another instance of happiness found online today, though, uh, literally happy Gilmore himself, Adam Sandler, absolutely crushing a ball using the technique utilized by his character from the movie. Happy Gilmore due to the fact that it, it's a... God, it's been 25 years since yeah. this movie came out. Apparently. Ah! <laughs> Matt Damon morphing into a corpse. <laughs> yeah. Um, see, yeah, I feel extremely old, obviously, but here you go. Let's, let's, let's watch life imitate art. That's history right there. Yeah. Okay. It's been 25 years since I've done this. Let's see what happens. I'm scared. Shooter McGavin, this is for you. And I'm not lying to you, that is smashed. Smashed. And that went pretty well. You're dead, Shooter. Ha 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 ha. Uh, and of course, uh, yeah, Shooter McGavin, a.k.a. Christopher McDonald, responded to the video with a clip of his own where he gets back into character to teach Happy that it's not about the drive, but it's about the short game. Uh, here you go. I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. <laughs> you eat pieces <laughs> of shit for breakfast? Nice drive, Gilmore. 25 years, huh? Let's see if it's uh, Shooter's Tour. Check it out. Oh, yeah. It's all about the short game. Drive for show, putt for the dough. Money. Shooter. Still got it. Well, thank you to all the fans, and thank you to you, Adam Sandler. And, uh, why don't you just meet me at the ninth green at nine, Gilmore? Little secret of the pro. Okay? Oh, and, uh, Gilmore, wear something nice. <laughs> all right. Now, back to reality. Oh, there goes gravity. Because as you're probably aware by now, Donald Trump was acquitted. Donald Trump innocent. Uh, that was on Saturday following the end of his second impeachment trial in the Senate. And uh, very predictable result. I feel bad for you if you thought it was going to work out differently. But still very aggravating that despite refusing to find him guilty in the Senate, uh, Minority Leader Mitch McConnell basically said, uh, well, yeah, he's guilty <laughs> and he's definitely responsible for the insurrection on the Capitol on January 6th. Like this would not have happened if he hadn't done uh, a bunch of things. We just didn't punish him for it. He said he's like practically and morally responsible. But yeah, but uh, quote. McConnell said that Trump was practically and morally responsible for the deadly siege. McConnell also left open the possibility that Trump could face civil or criminal charges for his role in the riots, even though he was acquitted by the Senate. Uh, quote, later, the free world cannot spend weeks thundering that shadowy forces are stealing our country and then feign surprise. President Trump is still liable for everything he did while he was in office as an ordinary citizen, unless the statute of limitations has run. He didn't get away with anything yet, Mitch McConnell said, before letting him get away with everything. <laughs> yeah, uh, well, I let the gate open and the dog got out and like, sure, 
I mean, maybe I should have closed that. Also, Democrats are such fucking cucks. Like, oh, they, yeah, they were supposed to call like actual witnesses, and we're like, mm, it's time for Valentine's this Day. This was though. over so fast. They could have dragged this. Like, remember how long the fucking Benghazi hearings were? This impeachment trial could have gone on for months. They didn't even have time to call witnesses, and like, literally, new evidence was coming out while this fucking impeachment shit was happening. Literally, the night before, yeah. they decided to just hold the vote. There was a bunch of new stuff where it's like, okay, uh, like. Well, but, and then uh, publicly, they were like, well, it's Valentine's Day. We want to get home to our families. Like, literally, fuck you. Yeah. You chose this job. Just the, the, just the most cucked political. And then, like, look, I, (laughs) you make fun of Trump for doing dumb shit while catastrophic things are happening. You got to do it to Biden. I am so sick of watching. Playing Mario Kart with his granddaughter. It's like, look, okay, sure. Yeah. Should the president be able to play Mario Kart with his granddaughter? Sure. Is it fucking aggravating that this is the biggest headline surrounding the name Biden that's going around while Texas literally freezes to death? The like the center left media industry has gone fully back into like Obama mode, even though there is a fucking pandemic. Terrible things are happening. Yeah. People are like really suffering. Like, I don't need a cool president. I need a president that's like actually going to at the very least like try to do the things he fucking promised to try to do <laughs> the while he's The Secret Service let him drive the car himself. Shut the fuck up. Literally shut the fuck Healthcare, up. Healthcare, please. Also, Healthcare, please. Why are you on vacation? It's been a, less than a month since you got inaugurated. Where are you going? It's a pandemic. I haven't gone anywhere. <laughs> I'm going stir crazy. Yeah, I, I'm stuck at home. Uh, anyways, well, we knew that once Trump was acquitted, there would be no stopping him. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and that he would very soon return to public eye with a chip on his shoulder, no less. And yeah, didn't take long at all, because on Tuesday afternoon, Trump released a public statement through his super PAC that was aimed directly at Mitch McConnell, saying this. Mitch is a dour, sullen, and unsmiling political hack. And if Republican senators are going to stay with him, they will not win again. Oh, he's the roast king. He will never do what needs to be done or what is right for our country. Where necessary and appropriate, I will back primary rivals who espouse making America great again and our policy of America first. We want brilliant, strong, thoughtful, and compassionate leadership. So he's, uh, the rallies are coming back, folks. Trump rallies are back on the menu. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Although, like, I mean, unless he plans to run again, which he totally can now that he's been acquitted, um, I don't really see why he would really put that much effort into it. Because, like, even after he, like, you know, that... His super PAC is going to be funded by special interests who guide him on people that they want to put in office that he can rally behind. He's too selfish. Like, even, uh, like, the reason Georgia had both of its fucking Senate seats flip blue had a lot to do with the fact that Donald Trump just, like, didn't fucking care anymore. Yeah, but, for, like, whatever I reason, lost, whatever. but for whatever reason, conservatives and specifically traditional Republicans don't understand that. They just, they, they are terrified of this man. Yeah. At a at a visceral level. Yeah. So. Anyway, yeah, looking like there's going to be two Republican parties going forward. <laughs> the Trump party and then whatever is left of the traditional conservative party. Not much. No. And they're all uh, getting like ostracized, too. So. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, it should be interesting to watch. But, I mean, the same thing is slowly but surely happening to the Democrats as the divide between centrist Dems and the more left-leaning parts of the party continue to clash. The problem is. The institutional like center of yeah. the Democratic Party is doing everything in its power to keep the further left stuff like as yeah, far it's away the from opposite power. happening on yeah. the Republican side. Republicans are smart because <laughs> as soon as they realize like, oh, people like Trump a lot more than they like any of us, 
Let's embrace that shit. Yeah. Whereas like the Democrats, like no one fucking likes Joe Biden. Even the people <laughs> who say they like Joe Biden now yeah. don't like Joe Biden. Yeah. They just like that he's not Donald Trump. People actually like Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez mm-hmm. and like... Ilhan uh, Omar. Yeah, and, and Raphael Warnock and like mm-hmm. these other people. They they make them feel like they're uh, being... Dare hurt. I even say <laughs> Pete Buttigieg reaches a new sect of Democrats, which is t- technically good, although I don't agree with him on uh, everything. Uh, but what I'm saying is like, it. look, we're going to have, everyone's like, oh, we need a third party. No, we're going to have four parties real soon. Which doesn't work in our stupid fucking political system. Yeah, what a fun future we have in store. Anyways, yeah. it was cool to see Happy Gilmore smash that golf ball. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I, uh, I miss the 90s. <laughs> our presidents used to get blowjobs in the 90s. It was yeah. cool. Yeah, it was awesome. I didn't have my mic on the entire time. Oh, no. Uh, it's fine. I'll, I'll use that. All it's right. really not that big of a deal. Plus, oh. I talk long enough to get you on yours. Yep. Anyways, that's it for uh, today's episode of The Audio Was Messed Up. I'm going to leave that in, me excusing myself for not putting my mic on. Uh, watch our most recent video of Weekly Weird News right over here, and uh, we'll, we'll see you guys soon for some tech news. Bye. Bye.